I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome along to the Online Darts Live Land. Sorry we are a few minutes behind schedule. But it is Monday, so we will crack on with things. Big Bill Bars, Jack Garwood, lead voice in the new Dart Stroke Football Entertainment Show on a Monday. Good evening, gents. How are we? It's all right. Are we talking football as well tonight? <laughs> no. I mean, it's good for me because my team are currently there. Um, but yeah, <laughs> convenient. Your team are playing in your light, just convenient that it was the laptop, is it, though? <laughs> we all bought the laptop <laughs> full of junk, anyway. Welcome along, chat room. Um, Hope you are all in and all good. Chat room nice and busy. We've shared some links on social. So if you see them, make sure that you share them for us as well. But boys, quite a week this week. So we should get some high quality discussion in. And there are plenty of talking points, to be fair, off of the World Series. A few things that players have said. And then the whole debate of the World Series. Nico brought up in his piece as well. Hopefully I'm going to try and grab an extension of that with him this week because he is at the live league as well. Um, again, chat room, get involved throughout the next few hours. Um, it's going to be good. Uh, Kevin, how are we doing? Uh, James, Andrew, Lendl, welcome along. Matthew, James, of course. Philip is in. Craig, how are we doing? Um, loads of people in. It's good stuff. Um, Bob, Owen, just screaming through. Tommy is in as well. Um, but the World Series Down Under has kicked off from Townsville, the Queensland Darts Masters. New tournament, boys, but spoiler alert, same outcome as we've seen a very lot recently. Mm. 
I'm not calling it a new tournament. Why not? We've been to Australia before. It's not a new tournament to me. There's always two in Australia. Yeah, but we've not been to there before, so it's new. <laughs> what what are you classing as new, Dob? Same thing. New tournament. Same outcome. The trophies were new, um, and then they handed out a completely different one. Uh, he did do shots with them both, but I'm guessing that they wanted that one because it was bigger. Um, yes, uh, James, there is a reason for that. This year, they went, instead of going to the big major cities, they've gone to the next category down that they know have, that have got big darts communities in. And, and that's really shown because the ticket sales have been very, very good in, in Australia. Um, this one coming up in Wollongong, they've sold over 5,000 tickets across the two days. God, I knew that was coming because your signal into me is horrific. You're not wired in at the moment, are you? He's frozen, keeps no. jumping in there from what I can say. Yeah, it's, it's speed into me is horrific. We'll have a conversation. <laughs> yeah, from a from uh, a yeah. viewer's perspective, obviously we wasn't. You've not been out there, but from a viewing perspective, I thought he'd come across very good. I thought um, it looked like it sold well, and I've, I know it got mentioned on Tom's on the Friday um, that it sold well as well for next week. So um, it looks like generally. It's a good decision to move to those to those new venues, if you can call them there. Yeah. Look, they're, they're, they're trying all regions of, of Australia, which is which is obviously great um, and, and, and things like that. Um, but, yeah, they say it looked very, very good. Numbers seemed good. We've got a couple of crowd pictures um, as well, which we'll talk about. But we'll get... We'll get some bits up first of all. Day one looked a little bit like this. Um, yeah, God, God, your internet is horrific, mate. You might need to go and reset your router. He's he's froze on mine. Yeah, he, he, literally his speed coming into me is. Shocking. There we go. Um, what it is, he, he's, I bet he's trying to stream the Liverpool game at the same time because he um he, he won't purchase the official, <laughs> he won't purchase the official <laughs> package. I bet he's trying to stream both. Um, we we can talk we can talk about that. It's like um, who was it? The seniors who mentioned uh, the first stick with Taylor. Uh, yeah, Taylor. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, but yeah, this, this this was day one. We'll come on to the TV coverage in, in a minute. Don't worry, everyone. It, it is on the list to talk about. Um, but first of all, um, Dimitri Vandenberg in, in, in no real danger. Um, and then, but Joe Cullen looked an absolute million dollars as he said in his post match. His best ever TV average, and the rock star was rocking. 
yeah, the, well, Dimi started us off with a wonderful one six four and nearly followed it with one fourteen. Then obviously saw his way through that one. But then Joe just came on, and to me, it, the performance very much looked like the the start of the Premier League night and the both games really. And he's finally then stem VG, and he just looked in total control. Hey, we saw early on in that one is what we saw in this in a shorter format, and he looked very very relaxed. Um, and in putting a sensational performance, obviously the qualifiers have to perform to beat these. But let's be honest, on Friday, I think one day it was that, on Friday, I think anyone who would have played Joe under that format wouldn't have got anywhere near yeah. to him because he was just so good. The storm when when the storm's on for Joe, it's just it's just good to watch. Yeah, completely. And then the shock of the first round. Uh, the ferret, Johnny Clayton, beating 6-2 by Hopo Puhau. And look, although Hopo played well, and I'm not taking this away from him, Johnny Clayton missed an absolute truckload of doubles. Yeah, very, very unlike um, Johnny. Hopo Puhau went 4-0 up and it just seemed, it just seemed like there wasn't something right with Clayton. Um, me and Dob had a bit of a debate about Clayton's sort of year and how his performance has done. I think sometimes we sort of miss how well Clayton done in the Premier League current run, but actually since then we've just seen just seen a drop from him. So there's, I don't want to say it's a huge surprise, but probably the level of performance is more surprising for me than actually the result, because as we know with the, the field, it was a very very fun field, probably other than the the one we saw in Holland. There's not a better field that we'll probably see. Right, and look, Johnny actually scored really, really well, but he just couldn't hit a double for Toffee. It, it is the thing. He, he probably had darts in probably every leg of those eight without looking at it to win to win the leg at some point. It it wasn't just the the miss misses as well, mate. It was the distance of some of those misses because some of them were quite a distance, whereas. Especially down the left-hand side of the board, when Clayton's got that two-in-hand, let's say, that one, if it's not in, it's normally lined up pretty well to work off. But he didn't have that this time. Um, hopefully, it's just a dip, because we've seen what he can perform over the past 18 months. So, I don't want to be too harsh on Clayton, but there is going to be concerns about his form. Yeah, no, com- completely. Uh, evening, Kieran. Hope you are good. Um, and then, Gordon Mathers... Uh, beating Fallon Sherrick 6-3. Gordon got, got Mathers played really well in this game. Fallon started too slowly um, for me. One, after three or four legs, she actually played half decent. Not amazing, but competitive and had chances. But you can't give players the head start that she's given them at the moment. Yeah, it was the chasing that was the downfall, really, of Fallon. The start of it just put her in a very, very difficult position. We'd saw the was it one sixty eight that she took, and then at, at that yeah. point you probably thought, well, is this now a moment, a, a sort of a dimmy moment, a Clemens moment, where we're going to see them push on? But you just never seem to be able to then follow that up with any consistent darts. And as I said, it was it was disappointing the the performance that Fallon Dave and Mavers punished Fallon for that, but. There's no doubt in my mind that she'll bounce back either this week or the following week because we know what you can do on the on the World Series stage. We've seen that 
a few times. We're going to see a few more. Um, and then, again, an out-of-sorts James Wade. We'll, we'll, we'll come on to this as more of a talking point afterwards, but Simon Whitlock absolutely battered him. Yeah, it did. There's probably there's no other way to look at it. It was an absolute drubbing. It's a it's a sit too that could have easily been better. The storyline, if anything, yeah. there is Archer on Whitlock that he's on Wade, and that's someone who's won sits too. Yeah, that just shows that level of performance. There was again, don't take nothing away from Whitlock, but Wade just didn't look comfortable. Um, obviously, then there was a there was a big check out from the player who's who's on the side of the one side of the result, but there was nothing really there from Wade, and he's another one that as Dob arrives. Um, there's worries there for me around that Wade Dame at the moment. Um, he's not fully recovered for me since that back end of the Prem onwards. No, they're, they're a question marks. So we'll come on to them more at, at the end when we when we wrap up. Um, MVG, as in own words, was was shocking, but but got away with it, but. Bailey Marshall, there's a character there. You back with us, Dob? Yeah, I'm a dodgy haircut. <laughs> yes, he's back. <laughs> Terrible trip. Terrible trip. Steady dark, man. Um, Quietly impressive. It'd yeah, be interesting yeah. to see what he does in the world you. Yeah, he, he, he certainly did enough to say that, that he can play. That that's for sure. As as Michael said in his in his post match, <laughs> which was quite funny. Um, Gerwin Price, Damon Hetter was no question the game of the round, um, and there are just signs, Boise, that Gerwin Price is etching towards. The form that catapulted him to the world championship. There's just signs, and the, the figure point of this game for me is is three figure finishing. In that run that he yeah. up until the world, it was unreal, and we're seeing signs that 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 is coming back. Yeah, I think we're seeing signs, and obviously we'll allude to Michael um, Dunn and his success that. These two can actually, at the moment, make the step away from the rest of the field. As we've seen that Michael's back to winning ways, and we're seeing Price. He's getting very, very close to that. Um, and there was no surprise that this was game of the day. Majority of people would have probably picked it from the off um, as being that game of the day. And it was good to see Damon Hetter back to performing. We've seen a bit of a drop in form from Damon from how he started the year. So it was good to see Damon back and pushing it. But full credit to Desi and those those big checkouts that really, really won him this day. Yeah, and then look, Michael Smith, an absolute demolition job in in the final game. It was it was one sided to say the very least, and and Bully Boy marched on. Uh, moving on to the final day. We'll, we'll, we'll run through these and then there's plenty of talking points. We've got a couple of clips um, as well. Uh, to be fair, the first game, Joe Cullen, Dimitri Vandenberg, was was an absolute blinder of a game. Both 
well over the 102 average mark and just just a damn good game of arrows yeah like i said just just back and forth steady from both um i don't really know what else more to say on that one i thought it was just a really good game of no, it, it flowed nicely yeah flowed nicely yeah. which is uh, a surprise for a dimmy game <laughs> yeah but but did you notice that true. the fact this the fact this was non-ranked and we didn't see any of the shit there i said it but i don't care it's only 20 past eight we didn't see any nine o'clock but we didn't did we we didn't we didn't see any of it in round one or round two look i've said it before it's the great asset for him to slow and be comfortable at a slow pace because it means he can dictate but i'd much rather see him just go out head to head with players at a steady pace and put on a show because we've seen it there the grand slam a few years back was the perfect example of that when in the group stage he's yeah. destroying people at ridiculous pace averaging 110 and then the following round he's playing slower than mensor sulevich yeah no i agreed to be to be devil's advocate on it though it's a results business and if Dimi needs to feels like he needs to mix up his name to do either right or wrong that is why you will make the change and he can look back at this one and say he played very well against Joe but he wasn't on the right end of the result and maybe if he would have slowed it down it is however I've got no problem with that but if he is going to do that and pick and choose when he does it he has to accept the criticism and the backlash he's going to get for it yeah Oh, without those, I'm with you on that. But I can also see why he thinks that that might be the right course of action in certain games. I just think sometimes he picks probably the wrong opponent to do it to. Yeah. It's started being um, managed better. Then, yeah. Um, and then MVG smashes up Ho Fi Pool How. And, and at this point, we're thinking Michael's in holiday mode. He's averaged 84 or nearly 86, 91. And we're just thinking. Okay, um, but uh, he, he got the job done. Um, upset, another upset, um, which we, we will talk on because um, we, we've got different opinions on this. Um, Goran Mathers beats Michael Smith um, in, in probably the, the upset. <laughs> We'll touch on that in a minute. We've we've got different opinions on this, so don't worry, chat room. It, it, it could get a little bit spicy because we have got different opinions. Our WhatsApp chat was quite funny. <laughs> um, but fair play to Gordon Mathers into the semi-finals on home turf. And then going price goes through the um the World Cup pairing and gets a little bit of revenge. He beats Simon Whitlock and this game all changed on that magnificent one six seven. Yeah, we did. He's spoke about Price in the pre previous match oh, with his Tom plus Tom plus checkouts being key. And I think to then there's one in this one and it being one of the biddies in the one six seven that was was crucial to see Price that his revenge over both World Cup pairings. Um, 
I'm sure we would want to do it on a bigger stage as well and not just at the, the Darts Masters. Um, but he got his revenge anyway and a place into the semi-finals. Yeah, and then of those semi-finals, semi-final number one, Joe Cullen, MVG. And again, Joe Cullen, God, will be thinking to himself, how have I lost this game 7-5? Because again, Michael, sub-93 average, Joe, almost 97. And at the moment, MVG has won three games with his C game and missed opportunity for the Rockstar. It is, but when your opponent rocks up in a 7 out of 7 on the doubles, and I'm pretty sure one of them was a double-double on the tongue, so he was 8 out of 7 at one point. There's just not a lot you can do about that. You miss, I hit, sort of darts from, from MVG, even at that low average alert. Perhaps Colin can be a little bit critical and say, maybe I should have closed out a couple of those legs earlier, not giving him the opportunity. But sometimes they were the old-style pick your pocket from absolutely nowhere in a leg. The one, two, seven in particular, Cullen sat waiting on a finish and you're just like, how's that happened? How's that got away? Yeah. Um, then the second semi-final again, this was absolutely one-sided, Boise. Going price absolutely smashed. GG um, out of sight and it could have been 7 nil uh, at one point and it looked like it could have been, but it wasn't. Um, and it is the, I am going to call it the dream final. Look, for me, this is the, the, the best game in darts right now when MVG and Price meet. Um, and, and we had that final, boys. Spoiler alert, we've obviously already spoken about it. From playing his C game, and at 3-1 down, looking at 4-1 down, he produces a 140 from nowhere. And then comes back after the break and was just unplayable to win his 17th World Series title, boys. It's yeah, it was, it's remarkable. I think yeah, the 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 C down continued, didn't it? There was no changing that up until really just before the break. The start of that looked like it was going to be one sided. MVG didn't find the levels, or he found the same levels he'd found across the rest of the week, but. To just reel off seven out of the last eight, to play like he did, it was very much reminiscent of what we saw at the match play from the back end. If you just take that clip of the last few legs of the match play and bring it into this, it just looked like then it was just done one way. He just looked dominant, back to his best, or getting back to his best. I wouldn't say back to his best, but getting back to his best in the sense of just not knowing how to lose games of darts. The one at the moment is just picking up everything as he does at London. It's hard not to see him picking up at least another one of the next two that are incoming on the World Series and putting himself into a great position then into the back end of the year where, let's be honest, for himself, he needs to climb up them rankings because where he's at the moment is not where he likes to be. He's not sitting top, he's not happy and he's got a lot to do to get back up there, but there's there's nothing stopping him at the moment other than Derwin Price continuing to improve. And if that does happen... Some of these finals took that um, very, very uh, tasty. Yeah, I com- completely. Um, well, we've got a clip from from Michael. We'll listen to the clip and then we'll have a discussion. Getting to them levels again. I'm having them levels again. Do you know what I mean? Especially when I have to. I'm playing really good odds. When I'm under pressure, when that put me... 
when they're really, really, really pushing me, I do the right things at the right moment, and that gives me a lot of confidence and it gives me a lot of joy. And from there on, I hope I can do something more in the, in the next coming weeks about trusting my dad because I think my dad's an absolute perfect. I think Wimo is doing a really good job for me. It's more that I trust myself again, and uh, that, that's really important. I know what I have to do again. I know what that winning again. I got a feeling, and that's the, the, the combined package is really important to me. It was a slight breeze on stage, but we were both at the same front, you know what I mean? And then for Gazi to be acting like that on the end, it's, yeah, it's frustration. I understand that, but yeah, what can you do? Some, some interesting points in there. First of all, we'll, we'll do Draftgate and Gezi not hanging around for the presentation party, Gob. <clears throat> well, <laughs> uh, where do we start? <laughs> Someone take that bloody Instagram account off of him. Whoa. I love it. I love it. Yeah, I love it. Keep it. Allowing to have his phone mid match. Let's you know, let's throw it all into the mix. Let's have the lot. What, <laughs> Michael and Let's do a Vincent on the stage. Yeah, why not? Look, I think he's got every right to be annoyed at the crowd. Um This is how backwards they were. They were booing their own players or whistling their own players. I don't know if people like messaging mates going, oh, listen to this next one. It's going to be me on the TV sort of thing. But they're whistling in the middle of Whitlock and Hatter throwing at times. I'm like, how thick can you get? Um, but at other times, Desi really looked like he had a problem with somebody front right. I think not the players walk on the opposite side of the arena. He looked over that shoulder a couple of times. Um, wasn't that happy about it. Um, but again, take that Instagram account off of him, especially in these sort of events, because that's not what they're about, is it? Look, you can say all news is good news or attention and publicity, whatever. But if you're there to grow the sport, smile away, get on with it and be done with it. I, I, I like the fact that he, he wears his heart on his sleeve and says it how it is. I think there are ways to do it, especially when you're a sportsman at the level that he is. And ranting on Instagram the way that he does within 10 minutes of a result, rather than giving yourself a bit of time, doing the message, your standard response, right, didn't quite go my way, was a little bit annoyed with the crowd, but Michael still played well, blah, blah, blah. As as the media trained ones do, or the ones that, that get a little bit of support, Look professional across social media. Take a bit of attention off you because I'm not being funny. That's not doing him any favours. Him wearing his heart on his sleeve doesn't go very well with an awful lot of fans. I'm sorry, talking to someone who I wouldn't even cast myself as a fan a lot of time because of what we do. And when it doesn't go down with me, it doesn't go down with other fans. It's not helping himself at all. And he might say don't care, but then the following week, can we sat there saying, oh, I'm fed up for getting booed now? So he clearly does care because he's moaned about it in the past. <laughs> Yeah, look, it's interesting. I will be critical that I think he should have stayed on stage for the presentation and he will probably get fined for that by the DRA. Um, the Instagram, I, I like, but critical, I can't 
say I was, I can't say it looked good that he didn't stay for the presentation. Especially yeah. as that's not Michael's fault. Like Michael's just not there doing what Michael's got to do. Michael's had it towards him in the past. You think about that Blackpool final against Phil Taylor. That was possibly the worst atmosphere yeah. I've ever heard in a dance. It was vile at times. But still, From one of the most celebrated crowds in the world. Yeah, yeah, no, agreed. I also um, don't enjoy it in this sport. But that's not on the other player. Especially not when there's two yeah. effectively neutral players in a final in a completely different country. If it was a home crowd player, that had been Whitlock he'd lost to. From ahead, turns the game on his head a little bit, whilst playing an average in 89, and then the crowd are on his back and Whitlock's doing absolutely nothing about it, then perhaps he's, he's got a little bit of a right to, to get the hump. Because the players will moan going, oh, we don't get any support when we're at home. And uh, when we're away, and in the minute they get home, they treat everyone else like crap. And sort of shrug yeah, it off I and say, it. I don't care. They've got events at home coming up. It's the same on the Euro Tour. Yeah. Um, we'll do this one next, because this, this, this is just this is just heartwarming. And my mum actually came tonight. <laughs> Flew all the way from up there, Newcastle, somewhere, and my son. And yeah, just to win in front of my mum, I think, you know, it brings a tear to my eye. And like, she's always supported me with darts. More so my dad, who got me into darts. But yeah, my mum's here, and it's amazing. For everything you've done in the sport, that must be a, a real career highlight for you then. Yeah, definitely. You know, I brought a tear to my eye. I've still got tears in my eyes now. But yeah, it was great. Oh, just to see my mum in the crowd for the first time in my entire career. 38 years of darts and she's there. And yeah, I won. It was, it was great. That's just nice, isn't it? That's one of the rare moments we don't get very often. 38-year career and the first time Simon's mum seen him play. That, that's just nice. Yeah, it's it's certain sort of stories of family being there. I know, obviously, the one that stands out a lot is like the Utah Open with Aspinall and was it his granddad there who was there watching him support. It's that sort of feel about it that sometimes they're not looked at as a human being such, and you have that emotion there. So it is, it is just a nice story in the fact he was able to go and put in that performance to beat James Wade very convincingly was just a all-round good story from from this weekend. Wait, 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 wait. wait Before again. you do play this one, yeah. we're not going to see a second you on screen, are we? No, because <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> right. Heard or seen uh, anything of the family, unfortunately? Um, I've managed to get a little bit of information about he's doing uh, a surgery, getting the kidney stones out. Um, hopefully he's doing well. But besides that, yeah, unfortunately, no message, no talk. First of all, we'll do the hope Peter writes well. Um, one, we've seen he's obviously had his surgery on his gallstones. It was on his on his Twitter just before this one. Then we had one a few hours later saying operation was a success. So wishing um, Peter Wright a very speedy um, recovery and hopefully he's all good. I'm guessing he's targeting Budapest for a return. 
but if not, the um, the World Series final. So, look, I hope St. Bide's all right. But first time we've spoken to Dimitri since the match play. And, boys, no no message, no, no contact. That surprises me because I thought there would have been a call or at least a, a WhatsApp chat a few days after the match play. Mm. Yeah. The, the weird thing really is, I would have expected it from Peter initially within a few days of that, like you said. But then part of me thinks, I'd probably expect it from Dimi now. If someone else is going into surgery, just a, a message or a chat, if that is their relationship. But as all we know from the relationship between the pair is obviously Dimi stayed there and all the, the story through the Talbid. But we don't really know how close they have been since. And obviously we sure saw it at Blackpool that the relationship wasn't as tight as what I think everyone expected it to be. So I am a little surprised. Um, I'm sure that will change when they are next at the same venue, which I'm, yeah, I'm with you. I'm guessing it will be Budapest, hopefully. Because we want to see Peter back on the, the stages as soon as possible. Oh, yeah, look, I'm, I'm not saying that they had a full-blown, like, oh, this guy out for a beer and sort of that, but just, I, I, I genuinely thought there had been just a, a little WhatsApp between them. Maybe, but for me, it needs to come from Dimmy first. He was the one that overreacted a little bit at the back end and, and whatever else. I think I think there's an all, I think there's too much made of that master and apprentice style relationship anyway. Maybe I helped a, a fellow dart professional out when they were desperately stuck in need during covid a huge gesture don't get me wrong but it's still just a gesture of yeah keep it stay for a while whatever else anything after that, bit of a difference bit of a difference between a gesture and someone living you with living with you for months i know it was a different world yeah, vision, I, then, but I, 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 it's a bit more than that, that because in the build up to the match play final last year <laughs> they spoke about how good it was and how much they learned from each other and everything like that so I think I, I think it was it's been justified because of the responses they gave in the build up to the match play last year. One thing that one thing that will agree with Dob on to I don't see it as a sort of a master and apprentice, I see it more as a, a friendship that grown because of that. Does we see it with a lot of players that people have had the support, you know, Taylor's obviously the, the story with Bristol, but then that with Lewis. But these were players who were up and coming. Dimmy was already a a PDC star or whatever by then. I do, I, do, I think it's more on the, the relationship between the two than the sort of master and apprentice as, we, as it's been labelled by uh, Stye. Yeah, no, look, possibly. Nice trophy. Um, so, again... Talking points from this event. There, there are a few. Gob, you, you dropped off earlier, but James Wade and Johnny Clayton's form is a concern right now. World of trouble. For, for different reasons as well. Johnny, I think, right now, this is just a combination of a massive increase in the amount of travelling he's doing. And whilst that they do get the other day downtime or whatever, and just sat still it takes it out of you massively the amount of traveling that these guys do and from someone who 
has had such a meteoric rise in 18 months who isn't the youngest player on tour but he's certainly not the oldest but he's not the youngest player on tour either that will take things into account he's worked an awful lot of his life etc um and it's a different mentality and i'm sort of seeing a lot of similarities with what we saw with glenn Durant right now um yeah i don't think his actions break down to the same extent but in terms of the initial hunter having a massive rise all right admittedly johnny's was through non-ranked events which in the long term might cost him ranking position and, and won't have helped him over the last six months in particular but adjusting to that lifestyle how many times have we mentioned about johnny giving up work etc as far as i know johnny's not worked all year it was kept pretty quiet oh, yeah. at the start of the year and there was still coming about him being a plasterer but johnny hasn't worked all year so he's got nothing to take his mind off it again but he is knackered from all the traveling so he's got no outlet no release and we saw this with glenn durham when glenn committed full-time and left his job what glenn did was practice an awful lot and suddenly find he's got so much more downtime that he took to social media got in a bit of a spat with matt edgar for a bit that was banter but some of it teetered in an opposite direction and at that point removed himself from social media as well so glenn literally had nothing else to do but to think about darts and i think johnny might be looking something similar it's a change in mentality to now being hunted and, and within the conversation for one of the best players in the world for a period of time that puts a target on your back rather than being able to just get up there freely go at opponents like johnny's been able to do in the past as i said traveling massive long he's been all over the place he's been in what all but one of the world series i think the premier league back to its full normal traveling schedule plays all the euro tours i think he's missed one or two and look, admittedly, some of this is the, the player's decision, but he's been an awful lot of exhibitions. Whether that be through COVID that players committed to that then got rolled over or just high demand to want to see him, especially in Wales, in the hometown. He's just been all over the place all year. And he's a player that could definitely benefit from a break. Yeah, I, I agree. But I also like, I get the work thing when you have nothing else to concentrate on. But, just my opinion, you cannot be a top 10 PDC player and work. You just can't do it. <clears throat> the way you schedule it, um, you, you can't do it. No, but how many... Be, you on year, In the last couple of years, have done it immediately from not having a job. How many have given up a job once they've reached that, reached that level? I can't think of many. No, but the, the, there's no there's no employer that would that you could do it like you say because your week goes from a Premier League point of view hotel Wednesday Thursday you're away Friday Saturday Sunday you travel home Monday Tuesday you're at home Wednesday you're back on the road again so there's there's no way no, I completely physically work. but it's a bit like I I use golf for an example when you're a golf pro at a local course. You can probably go around four or five under absolutely fine. When you're then doing it for your dinner and it's your only source of income, it's a little bit different. Oh, yeah, agreed. Um, 
missing, hitting or missing yeah. that double eight is the difference between going out for dinner that night or eating packed sandwiches. Not at, not at Johnny's level, for example, but further down the tour it is. Yeah, no, I, 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 I get that. Um, some great questions on there. We'll come back to them in a second regarding um, the World Series. I've, I've seen them, Philip, don't worry. Um, we can't not ignore it. The TV coverage. Again, horrific from from ITV. One, not showing it live. But then two, the, when they are showing it, we didn't even get walk-ons. Um, what, what, what's going on? The, the saving grace is the fact that it's been all of it, and I believe it's continued to be a check today that it's going to be on PDC TV. So for the people who have purchased or have got certain devices that the Zed on there has still been able to watch it live. Um, the fact that it's, like it says, the fact it's not live, we sort of spoke about last week. It's just the understanding of why don't they think people will tune in to watch it? So we've had Commonwealth Dames that people tune in to watch the time starting at 9, 10 o'clock. We've now got European Championships, different sports are there. But we've also got Pro Tours that people tune in and watch. Obviously, we know that people tune into uh, the live lead to watch darts at the at the same time. It's not no difference. It's not four o'clock in the morning. That was this was the same time. Ten o'clock starts. People take half hour. And I don't. I just can't understand why they're not showing it then. And then Lloyd says the fact that they are now showing it is delayed coverage, but getting rid of some elements that. The Wartons and stuff like that helped promote the game many, many years back. And now we're taking them away for the for the viewers at home not to even to be able to witness, which yeah, I just find it all all very, very strange decisions that it's not being shown live and it's only for PDC TV viewers unless you're willing to wait another what is it, nine hours after? For, for PDC TV, it's brilliant because it's driving sub subscribers to them. And and this is the first time they've even, they've even done it. Look, the Australian ones have never been shown live. Um, but the way the world is now, they've realised they've got to because people have got VPNs and ways of watching Fox in Australia now. And I'm not sure if it was this time, but certainly pre-COVID-19, it was on Era Sport in Ireland, which everyone in the UK was... Was, was watching and things like that. So, actually, credit to the PDC for putting it on PDC TV Live. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it, it's ITV that have been 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 the issue. But, look, not showing it live, okay, I don't agree with it, but that's their choice, that's, that's their prerogative, they bought the rights, they can do it what they want. But to not show it in full when they then are showing it makes no sense. But it's been a little bit hit and miss all over the place, hasn't it? We've had different ones that line up time-wise a lot better, delayed um, through various other sports and whatever. And it's not going to get any better for all of them either because the own, well, two events that the World Cup clash with, one of them's on ITV. Yeah. Um. Which again, they're doing one long session, so they can show live sport at that time in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, are they not starting at 10 o'clock? Yeah, So they're starting at 10 o'clock, which is the time that they started last Friday in Australia. Correct. Yeah. Time. So, um, from um, the reason ITV, Fox, and everyone have the same commentary team is because the World Series events are a Matchroom Live production, um, which is which is I think the way that all Matchroom sport will go. They do it with boxing now, so they pick everyone. They just send the feed out to the broadcast partners. Um, that's why it was uh, all all the same for ITV, Fox, and PDC TV. Um, Matchroom just send the feed. Um, again, one we're going to talk about because it got social media absolutely hopping was a tweet on Friday, boys, which this kind of split us. I know it. Was the Gordon Manners, Fallon Sherrett, one word, upset in the tweet. Had Dart's Twitter... Going round the twist. <laughs> and from my point of view, rightly so. It's just from not fair on Fallon. From my point of view, also rightly so. From Phil's point of view as a media owner, he can see why they've done it to get clicks. But actually, in terms of a fairness towards Fallon, and after seeing the response from the World Championships in particular seven and a half months ago, just destroying someone who has been billed as one of the most marketable assets in the sport. They're tearing it down. She might bring in a couple of new fans, but in terms of existing or old fans... The way that Fallon's journey over the last year has been reported on, the way that Sky in particular have acted like she's the only female dark player that's ever existed, especially when reporting on women's series. It was a weekend where she won one of four. No mention of Lisa. It was just constantly whenever Fallon was in or out. It's just not fair on Fallon. I get no That I get. and That I'm not arguing, but I can understand why they've done it. Like you say, from a media point of view, by doing that, that one tweet and that one video, the amount of extra views, clicks and impressions it would have done, driving people to the PDC social channels, their engagement would have gone through the roof. So I can understand why they've done it. Do you I, think I agree right? with you. This is stupid, though. I'm, I'm split. Half of me says, no, it's not right. But the media side of me, look, we've done, we've done similar. Let's be brutally honest. With tweets and stuff like uh, that. You've done similar. You, you emboldened we've, we've certain done, words on YouTube just in case. We've, we, we've done similar. So, and, and other media outlets have as, as as well, not just in darts, just in sport in general. That's the way social media works. I'm not saying it's right, but is, isn't it different though if it's the organisation of that the players are playing for? Then I yeah. But um, listen to Barry because 
let's let's flip it let's flip it the other way around. But let's flip it the other way around. And I know you're gonna mention it at some point, so I might as well now. But just imagine if Premier League were putting laughing emojis at a four-nil result or putting certain things they're in Brighton and Brentford. That sort of thing from a Premier League perspective, they wouldn't do that status because it's not right to do that. We've everyone's thinking it or not, and the other media outlets might, but they wouldn't, which probably makes me think, well, it does make me think that it's but not right from the PDC. This, this, this is the fine line because the Premier League are, like you say, are a governing body. Effectively, no, no, all the PDC the PDC is a promotional company. They just put on events and promote them. That's why it's been done. Because then it's more it's eyes on them. Yeah, but long term they're damaging their assets. And if they yeah. get more clicks on a tweet, yeah, brilliant, well done. But long term, what they've just done there is contribute to the hate and the resentment that established and regular darts fans feel towards Fallon Sherrock, who is also their ticket to crack in the women's game right now. They destroy her against fans and nobody's going to watch either. So brilliant. They got an extra thousand views on a tweet involving Gordon Mathers that they might not have got. But long term, they've just completely shot themselves in the Um, look, it's there's no there's no right or wrong answer to this. Look, like I say, I'm not saying I agree with it, but I understand it because we've done it, so I get it. From a media point of view, I 100% get it. Yeah, I understand how and why clickbait exists, especially in an era in the digital era where everything is competition for clicks, likes, views and impressions because that, that's what makes this world go round. But from the organisers, effectively the governing body, look, they're not a governing body, but effectively for this side of the sport, which they built up as a sport, not as a promotion. But, like you say, there is no governing body. There's, there's no one to regulate them because financially no one else can compete. So they'll just promote when the events. Well, like you said, well, you said there's no right or wrong. I think it's I think it's wrong massively wrong. I don't oh, think no. it's fair on the player. Oh, yeah, I don't think right. I don't think it's fair on I don't think it's fair on both players. To be honest, not just Fallon and I'll Fallon not them up. I don't think it's really fair on on Mavis to say See, that. Some, some people were saying it's not an upset. Or it was an upset, it wasn't, right? Do I do I think it was an upset? Someone's asked me in the Twitter. No, I don't. However, you could also flip it because Gordon Mathers, until that point, had never won a game on TV. So from that point of view, it could be deemed an upset. Wasn't on TV in the UK until a bit later on. Right now, I don't think it was an upset. But what I'm saying is, for a man that's never won a TV game, it could be deemed as one. It's it's not the worst thing. 
just yeah, I just don't um, think it helps the situation at all. I think I would like to I'd like to think the PDC Yeah, I'd like to think the PDC would have learned from some of the mistakes that Stoy have been making. Because they have been Stoy's tweets and PDC obviously would have seen those. That they would have yeah, they, they, they would they, have they, learned they from those. Everyone lost their shit about the Statue of Liberty tweet. And I was sat next to them as they tweeted it out. They knew exactly what I was doing. There was a picture of Fallon next to the Statue of Liberty. And the tweet was, the most famous lady in town. And genuinely, some of the responses, people were going off on one. It's like, they're on about the Statue of Liberty, but they're lady. But people just took it. They knew exactly what they're doing. That bit, different though. Just... That, that's not disrespectful to an opponent or, or stating an opinion, basically. You're promoting yeah. your event. That, that's the sort of tagline or, or whatever comment you're going to come up with. When you're talking about players in a sport that you supposedly manage, there's a little bit of a difference again. But like I was saying, the fact that... Look, but by the way, I don't think it is an upset. But like I say, the fact that Gordon has never won a game on TV... You could spin it as an upset, is what I'm saying. There is a lot, there is a an out to it. I'm not saying I agree with it, but there is there is an out. I just think it's silly. Deliberate I just reckless. don't think it's. I just don't think it's helping. Reckless. I could, they know exactly. I hundred percent. They know exactly. Don't think it's helping, Fallon. That's it. Hundred percent. Yeah, deliberately reckless is the way I'm going to end it. Um, right, let's jump back into the chat room about because there were some really good questions on the World Series before we move on. Um, Philip says, um, do you know why the leg difference in the quarterfinals and the semifinals has changed so shortly before the event? Um, no, is the honest answer. Was this the same length as Amsterdam gob or not? Potentially. I thought it was. But Amsterdam was a different length to Budapest, wasn't it? Or am I making that up? Wait a minute, let's have a look. I'm sure one of them was so, different. So the US was best of 11, 15, 15, 15. Nordic was 11, 19, 21, 21. Yeah. The Dutch this, was... This was 11, 13, 15. 11, 13, 17. So this one was the same as the Dutch, but the Nordic and US were completely different altogether. Right. 17's first to nine. This final was eight. This was 15. Yeah, so was Holland. You just said 17. I'm oh, sorry, no, 15. Dimitri beat Dirk, 8-2. So this, this was the same length as the Dutch. Um, the reasoning, I genuinely don't know, Philip. Um, I'll try and find out, though. Because you, you, you'd have thought you'd have had them all the same. 
So this is the shortest format, and yet we didn't get walk-ons. Well, we did. We did live, but ITV just didn't show. Madness. <laughs> um, a lot of people agreeing with the ITV coverage. Yeah, completely. Um, Lee says Phil saw that Neil Duff upset. No, we were. Just, Neil's a Chelsea fan, and I'm a Spurs fan, mate. We we were chatting about it on Messenger at the same time. Yeah, no, um, I said that. No, I, I personally, I don't think he wasn't upset. Um, Lendl, it's good for the PDC, but as we all know, the PDC will do what's right for the PDC. We've seen that for many years I know it's one of God's bugbears but we've, we've seen it a lot they will do for what in calling a word from Triple H they will do what's best for business as as Matchroom doing a lot of sports Uh, are all remaining events going to go over the same leg format? Good question. And I can tell you, well, we're just going off. So Zoom all of the this one, follow the same. Um, Wollongong, Wollongong is the, the same. And New Zealand is the same as well. So, yeah, the rest, the three in Australia are all the same format. Two in Australia. <laughs> yeah. Um, so again, Harry, we have got, we've got <laughs> um, the Gordon Mathers interview will be coming out tomorrow because he spoke more generally than about the game. So the, the Gordon Mathers one will be coming out because he, he speaks about keeping his talk up. That's part of the reason why we've kept that one back. And hope I had loads of other commitments um, to do there because obviously he was the first. Um, Oceanic player to win and beat Johnny. So by the time he was all done, we went on to the next one, so couldn't get him. Um, so, right. That's have we, before we move on. Have we missed anything from the World Series this week, boys? Any talking points that you want to bring up, or you want to rant about me? Rant never, <laughs> always hate to be that guy. <laughs> did, did we mention? Did we mention the Paul Anderson Memorial Trophy? Can't remember if we did or not. I'll, I'll tell you what, that, that tribute video, I can't watch it anymore. It still gets me. Um, yeah, Bob, yeah, we, we, we spoke about the breeze, but it, it, we, we get breezes in pretty much every every arena going. We had them loads in the Premier League as well. Players just have to, to learn to deal with it. A lot of the time, it's a door left open somewhere that, that, that does it because Lee's obviously been to the venues behind... The stage, there's like doors on either side, just creates a vortex, doesn't it? Yeah, it's 
It's something you always done. You always done that, unfortunately. How yeah. do you get that many people into a venue and there's not going to be a breeze coming in from somewhere? Yeah. So, moving on, we're going to stay on the World Series theme. But just go on. Obviously, it's been Nico. Nico brought it up, and a bit that um, Barry said about well, ranking events replacing World Series events long term. Although, in theory, I like it. Right now, surely, financially, it's not sustainable to do that right now. The way the prize money structure is now, players aren't going to fly halfway around the world and potentially win nothing. Well, I guess the two there's sort of few parts of it one of which you looked at flights for how much was the flight to across the three events oh, roughly across the three events flights alone were between 10 and 12 grand it was something ridiculous so if you think of that and i know people will say a lot of which have got uh, management teams or people who pay for that but the, the second side to it is what something dob alluded to earlier about johnny clayton not all these top players of David Worth, a lot of them still work. So to do something like this and then to give up three, four weeks holiday to then go and to then go and play, yes, there's potential to earn X amount of money, but you've also got to make sure you you're working that across the rest of the year when you've already got pro tours that have moved to midweek and there's all those other things that need to be moved around. I'm not sure it would be the right move on with you at the minute. Um, and something to consider, but not certainly not right now. Go. I just don't trust them. Trust who? The PDC. <laughs> if, if these were to suddenly become ranking events, I don't know what criteria they'd use, how they'd shoehorn players in and if we're still having to take all eight big names in the sport rather than take six and, and two next-gen stars or, or however you want to phrase it to sell out these venues elsewhere, then they're not commercially viable to go to. Marco Van Gerwen has won 17 World Series events now, as you said earlier. At some point, Marco Van Gerwen is well-known around the world. That's not the issue. Darts fans around the world understanding the rest of the tour and the rest of the players who are involved in getting behind others and, and building fan bases, etc., is, is what it needs. And the fact you take eight players every year, the majority of World Series players, unless they've only made their World Series debut in the last 18 months, have played at least 10, if not more, World Series events now. It's just, it's just the same regurgitation. And they're the same players that play Premier League constantly. And look, at some point, those players are going to get boring or drag. So I just, I I just don't the know. Way, the only way to, to create another ranking event, perhaps. Or you'd have, say, for argument's sake, next year we're going to make the US Darts Masters a ranked event. The only way to then do that would be to have the qualifying criteria or qualifier. Whatever you, however you're going to do it, 
on a pro tour weekend like they've done for the World Series events, the World Series qualifier. The grandstand qualifier is penciled in as part of a block. And then once you know the 16, 32 man field or whatever it is, you then fly everyone over. Does that, that, I think that's the only way that you could do it. <clears throat> Everything would have to be predetermined who had qualified for these events if you to do them. You still need the home players to, to build that buzz and atmosphere in areas that haven't quite reached their potential yet. So do you have home nation qualifiers potentially? Where are they? Are they in the US? Are they in the UK? Are you going to then exclude players or make the likes of Matt Campbell, Jeff Smith, Danny Baggage fly back to the US to try and qualify when, let's be honest, they're still going to want those players involved? If it, how many of the eight that are in Australia right now would have gone if it was a ranked event, given how busy their schedule has been? Unless there's serious financial reward, like bigger than a Euro Tour, almost a mini TV major on the line for winning it. How many do you genuinely think you're sitting there out of the eight? One, Chasing cash. Two. Three, four. Oh, I'm sorry, out of the eight, not the. Can we say ten? Can we say ten? Because two of the other eight shouldn't be there. Whitlock and Hatter. Agreed. I, I think they'd have chased it because they're the home players. Yeah. No, that's what I mean. I that's what I'm saying. That they've gone. Yeah. Out of the rest of them, you Michael might have Smith. got a, a Cullen and a Smith. Yeah. I genuinely think. Your Van Gerwen, your Wade, your Gezi, your Johnny, given just how busy he's been for the last few months, would not have travelled if it weren't for the risk of an Adrian Lewis turning them down and then never getting picked again. Yeah, yeah. no, I agree. So how do you then put them guys into a qualifier and then sell TV and tickets that have... I don't think we've ever sold out in Australia. That might be completely overstated, but I don't remember a single World Series leg down under where I don't recall Stuart Pike telling me there's still tickets available for next week. I might be wrong, but didn't Hamilton sell out in its first... Is it Hamilton or wherever the New Zealand one is? The last time they went there, I'm pretty sure that sold ridiculously well. Potentially. It's a bit smaller though, isn't it? Yeah. Australia, you are relying on the locals. <laughs> There's no travelling. No one's, no one's getting a flight down from Perth to come and watch. No, exactly. And that's part of the reason why they've moved it to the, the areas they've moved it to, that they know... They, I don't know if you heard me when we were talking about it, that they moved to Wollongong um, and Tansville deliberately because there was huge, huge dying communities there. And again, I think that's shown, like we said, they've sold 5,000 tickets... Yeah. For the coming weekend, which is, which is very impressive. However, if would they have sold that well if you don't know what the field is, because your qualifiers and your your ranks and certain players are not there. Well, this is this is the bit we don't know. Isn't it? We were, I know Winita's not in tonight, but we were, that's what we said to her last week, wasn't it? We said, do you think it would sell if only four of those eight went and it was four? Lesser play, lesser ranked players. You still think it would have sold? Um, 
And she said yes. But of course, she, the proof's in the pudding. You you don't know, do you, until you try? Um, yeah. We, someone... yeah. I was just also on the, the qualifying, it's to have a qualifying event as well doesn't always then mean that we have a good follow-up tournament because you have some people who can just turn up on that one day and we've probably seen it with the world series qualifying event yeah the the actual the eight players in there and i don't want to dismiss them before they already turn up but if you look at it from a field and current form then going into that if they continue their current form minus that qualification day you wouldn't expect a good qualification field to go into there and one of those to have a deep run or a couple of those to have a deep run. Probably not be aside. You could have that with a World Series as well. Yeah, so someone's asked, Bob says, how much are tickets? Right, I don't know how this relates to other sporting events in Australia or anything like that. I don't know how this marries up. Um, but for this coming weekend... Um, they are um, tables $77, tiers $61. Yeah, Cobb, you say that though, but we don't know how that compares to ticket to general sports tickets in Australia. Yeah, <coughs> that, that might be as an English bit day allocating stuff between AUD and GBP. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, but what I'm saying is that that might be on par for sporting events in Australia. If anyone, if any of our yeah. Australian contingent are in, how does that marry up to other sporting events? Just out of, out of interest. Uh, are we doing Preston? All right. So, um, yeah, Hamilton 2019, Philip said. Yeah, so it was, it, it's interesting. Look, I think, again, first of all, we're going to get a ranking major in Germany, first of all, I think. Before we get it one. It would seem the, the right step. It yeah. would seem the right step to how many Euro tools that they've had in there. It would seem, it would be very strange if if not. And I think there'd be, if it wasn't anywhere other than Germany, there'd probably be more questions around, is it just as the tash that's been put in? Or that they're willing to pay for it to be somewhere else. Oh yeah, if you turned up in somewhere like China or Saudi Arabia or somewhere, there'd probably be more question marks going about the financials of that than if he was to end up in Germany. And I think Nets probably not far in line in that if we don't further afield would be uh the USA, but then very good one this year, and it's just more there would will push it in the US with the players they've got as well. Also, where, where does the World Series go from here in, in the short term, boys? Because obviously you've got now got people saying there should be less when I actually think the PDC are looking at doing more. Um, I'm not opposed to the number we've got at the moment or a couple more, but for me it's more around seeing a bit of a variation in the field than if we have more. What we don't want to see is just a continuous Premier League, but with home nations playing. And yes, we saw a, a few wins here from the Australians uh, and New Zealand, 
and we've seen them on other ones, but there is also some of these events where we have seven or eight of the PDC stars, as, as they're called, going through. And then because they're the same names from the Premier League, you've just got a carry-on from those dames. So for me, yes, as long as there's um, more variety in the, the picking of the field and not the same players throughout, minus probably the top three, because I know they will have to be the top three or four. To fair, the, the picking of the players is always going to be the, the bit that causes the most controversy. Yeah. It, it, it always will. It, it always has for the Premier League and, and it will for the World Series. But does there then come a point where players, obviously we've, we know an example of someone refusing and then not being after then, but do you think there has to be a time where the players... And have those conversations about not being in all of the events before the name. Um, I think it depends who it is. I think well, one of the, I, know it's I think one of the top three. I think. Say again. That, that was medical reasons this time, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, I know, I know it's different reasons, but we, you can look at it now and think, oh, well, actually, as a sort of a fairness from the player, we, we might be able to pull X from that tournament or X from that tournament and it not have an impact. The, the, the world champion, regardless of who it is, will always be in the mall if they want to. Can't um, wait for Rob Cross to win the championship and not play Premier League or World Series. Part of me actually wants Rob Cross to win the Premier League for that, re- and win the Worlds for that reason, just to see. Could you imagine if he player power. sticks to it? If he genuinely does and sticks up to that, the PDC have no option but to change. Or pay him a shed load of money to be there and then he's buckled. I think option two may happen. Yeah. I only say say that because it was quite funny back in the day. Phil Taylor's last year, the fact he'd won the match play and he was in the world final. Um, and er- early stages of that world final, there was a conversation. And I can't remember who said it. Um, but someone said, this wouldn't look good, would it? The match play champion and the Premier League champion and the world champion walking off into the sunset and not being in the Premier League. And whilst it was close early on, there was a lot of nervous people around. Like I said, it would have to bring about a change. So well, I rate it. Or the player, also, or the player would have changed. Or the player would have changed and played. Everything else. So what do we say they were? Seventy-one table, sixty something. Seventy-seven for table, sixty for, for tiered. Right, you can go and watch an AFL game for a tenner. What's AFL? Or ticket 
Aussie rules. Right, okay. Or tickets for the ICC World Cup start at $20 a person, but they're mainly about $40. Right, the okay. T20 ICC in Australia next year. Yeah, yeah. That was a big yeah, that's right. and MCC for England, New Zealand. Yeah, that's why I said I, I didn't know how it carried up ticket-wise. Is, is there a point, though, there, boys, that there actually needs to be a physical break in the calendar? Because at the <clears> moment, <throat> there isn't, is there? There's like two weeks here, maybe three weeks there if you're lucky. It's It's pretty continuous. Well, for me, year, either, to should be, should be one. The calendar and now you put an entire month off. No, I'm saying should that. I didn't say I wanted one. I'm saying should that. I'm asking the question. Yeah. <laughs> but like Barry says, I'm not. you can't be asked the next day I will. Which, I, which <laughs> I'm, starting to not, I'm starting to not believe anymore. In the past, 100%, there was definitely that risk. But when Pro Tours and Challenge Tours have clashed this year... The top 16 challenge tour have all gone challenge tour. Is that, though, because of the reward on offer? Yeah. But that's poor scheduling from them. And then they've got to try and put them on different weekends all over again. And they're losing more time. Well, like I say, with it, with, I genuinely think... I didn't year, World Series qualifier... 23 didn't play World Series qualifier. I, I think within the years, all Pro Tours will be midweek. <laughs> I, I, think I think that's coming anyway. <clears throat> I think I think there will be all week. For me, I'm I'm not that fussed about a, a break, but then it just comes back to is that fair on your, your my tools is probably the, the best example who he's one who's having to play that near enough 12 months round whereas a lot of the players minus your pdc stars who are invited or your australian players they've got this month off so that there is a break for those it's then just splitting that field up isn't it which they're not gonna do Chat room, sure. before we move on, anything else that you want to talk about about the World Series? Before we, Can we just get rid of it. Move. <laughs> well, if you get oh, rid of I it, like... we'll save seven weeks a year. Do you not think that they'd fill it with something? We get rid of seven weeks there. We save seven weeks on the Premier League. We create one new major tournament. And then we have an extra weekend for a Euro Tour. And then there's your month break that you want as well. Yeah. Oh, I thought you was going to get rid of the seven worlds. I thought you was going to get rid of the seven World Series weekends and then add to the Premier League so we could have an extended Premier League. You'd be for that, wouldn't you, Doc? Yeah, because that's what that tournament really needs. More worthless weeks that nobody cares about. God, I've got more chance of shitting in the Queen's Truth bed it. than the Premier Truth League being shortened. 
stupid. Who's Drew? Premier League will not get. It might not because it makes money, but again, long term, it is damaging their product. Less is more. But when they keep selling out, is it? You, you say that, but when they keep selling out arenas for 16 weeks, is it damaging it? It if will these, stop. If these, arenas, if these arenas weren't selling out, I might agree with you. But the fact they keep selling out, there's an argument to say it's not. It will stop. Um, some interesting points in darts this week. Now, this one's going to get everyone happy not, or no, I think. Um, there was a lot of Nordic and Baltic action where Darius Lewandowskis and Daniel Larson secured places at the World Championship. Let's discuss, boys. Because again, this highlight. Surely we're all going to agree on this one. This highlights the, the, the issue. They're not away not to. But, no, look, I'm, I'm with you on this one. That this. It's time. Bloody hell. Hang on. Hang on. What this, show are we on? 82. And Phil's a dream. <laughs> to be fair, if you, I, I, I can say something stupid if you want me to. No, we've had enough of that. <laughs> we heard that all week. No one else. No, yeah, we heard that all week. No one else needs to do doing these things. Are you just saying this stupid shit? Are you saying that Phil's uh, Jaws replacements? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> Um, <laughs> he's on holiday. I don't want to ruin his holiday. <laughs> <laughs> um, but again, this highlights the, the issue with the system that Darius Lavanas was going to the Worlds in a year. But he was in a little bit of bother. Let, let, let's be fair. He's not had the best of years and needs that World Championship money. Has gone and secured it bar another means that certain players around him in that order of merit don't have. Yes. Look, backdoor entries just, yes, not right. And this is the issue when you build up a tour and just keep adding parts to it. What they've effectively done is start building a Lego model 20, 30 years ago and just keep adding new blocks to it that don't quite fit in or look slightly out of place, but just keep going anyway because that's all they've got because it would take too much time to knock it all down and start again. Yeah, yeah. No, I don't, I don't disagree. They, they're going to come um, unstuck eventually. I feel like people are going to think I hate the PDC now. I don't hate the PDC. Look, what they've done for the game is magic, but I just question their decision-making and their process-making an awful lot. I, I believe that darts is a sport and that it should be governed in that way. And there's an awful lot of decisions that aren't made for those reasons. And I don't think commercial viability should ever come into a sport to try and strengthen that position. But again, we just see these little niche scenarios popping up all over the place. And instead of ever halting in their tracks, starting again, 
they just paper over it or, or come up with an alternative constantly. Well, that's why I'm actually kudos to the CDC. We'll touch on them again in a minute. The fact that from next year, tour card holders cannot play in their events. And I'm a massive fan of that. And they've done that off their, their, their own back. That wasn't a PDC directive. That was their call, their choice to justify to their members that, look, play with us and you can achieve your dreams. Not someone else dropping back in and taking those spots. Which I like. And also, isn't it also the case that Darius would now go into the draw as a qualifier spot, but if he gets there as a top 32 either way, then he'll pick up that spot instead? Correct, yeah. Not going as a qualifier, because that cost Jeff Smith the other year, didn't it? Yes, it did. In terms of place in the draw, it screwed him over royally. Because he went and won the Continental Cup, or was it? I think. Um... Uh, Tommy, we said the same about Lisa last year, mate. When you, um, I don't know if you were watching the shows. We, we've highlighted that issue that Lisa could have kept her tour card off the back of getting to the world through the women's series and not through the pro tour. Um, yeah, it's it's just not not right. And this isn't a dig at the, any of the players. This is a the, the the systems that within you playing that at the moment, if you're twenty five up and British you're at a disadvantage because there aren't as many ways for you to qualify for tournaments yeah yeah because you've got the world championship qualifier is there would be their routine if they don't make it through um yeah the order of merits but also for example and we'll use him because he's done through this weekend Darius would also have that same opportunity if he wasn't in that position so it'd be a, a further qualification for him to uh, for it, it, it'd, be, which, it'd be a third chance for him to get there. Yeah. Yeah. And the flip of that is that the players who play on the Nordic and Baltic tour, they're also missing out on an opportunity because they are being defeated by PDC, a PDC tour card holder, which we won't now see on the uh, CDC tour. It just is a mod, but... I'd like to see it change, and for me, overarching, I think the PDC should be making that decision and not the relevant tours. I know they are separate to the PDC and just affiliated, but if PDC said that their tour card holders couldn't play in those to qualify for our Worlds, unless it was FUAT for our Order of Merit or any other qualification, then surely that would override those tours. To be fair, there's an interesting one that's coming up as well, and the interview with him will be out tomorrow or Wednesday. And we speak about this, but he doesn't know the answer. Scott Williams, say he finishes top of the Challenge Tour Order of Merit and he finishes within the top 64 like he is now, does he get to choose which option he takes? Does anyone know? Because he's un- he's not sure either. I'd suggest it would be the Pro Tour in one year because that system is higher ranked. But he's then at a massive disadvantage of effectively having to start again on all the prize money he's earned this year. Well, yeah, because if, if, if he takes the one year order of merit, if Tay finishes in the 64, yeah, where he is, but he gets one more, he only gets one year at a pro tour to increase yeah. his position. 
where if he took if he was could take the challenge to order merit, yes, he'd start on zero, but he'd have two blank years at it. Yeah, no, to be fair, the interview coming out is actually really, really good, really good. He speaks really well, but no one's kind of sure that what the route is. Do, do you get a choice or do you not? Top 64. Because wasn't I that the same with Brooks and the World Cup and uh, World Championship? If he won that extra um, game... Then he kept the one year, didn't he? And it not Yeah, but that was out. different because he already had a tour card. So it just means he kept it. Where at the moment, Williams hasn't got one. No, but I guess it's the same situation then, isn't it? That top 64 are automatically on the tour next year. And then tour cards are handed out to winners and, and whatever else underneath that. Don't get me wrong. There are a lot of people on the challenge tour hoping that's the case. Because then his place goes down one. Yeah. Um, also, Larry Butler rolls back the years and wins a CDC title this weekend. Um, I caught up with some of the CDC action today. Again, very good over over the pond, boys. Yeah, it's continuing to, to impress. We, we saw that in the last tournament with the numbers-wise and there's a couple of names in there that we've we've seen, obviously, on PDC Tour. We've seen a couple in the seniors, in Larry and David Cameron, and who are, who are performing to a, a very good standard this year. And it just continues to impress. And God says it is growing. It will take time. Um, but it is definitely growing over there. And, and it's nice to see. Because there is a lot of big names when you look at the CDC Tour. Massively. Um, will there be any coverage of the Champions and Champions of Cardiff? Uh, not live coverage as in to watch games, I don't believe, but we will be there keeping you up to date. Um, right. Have we missed anything else in a week of darts, boys? Don't think so. Mm. Uh, oh, Greg Hall won week three of the Live League, played really well on Saturday night. Um, an absolute stellar looking lineup this week. Um, but other than that, so we're going to get question time open because we've got a little bit more time we can actually go into sort of some good questions and some some in-depth stuff uh no daniel i'm not going to new zealand upcoming development tour event yeah look it's getting close to calf point for the development tour gob and that i was going to say windmill but it's um unicorn it's not it's now windmill um World Youth Championship cut off as well. Yeah. Which is completely different to the development tour. So anybody under the age of 23 should be allowed to play in that one. 
Yeah. I'm amazed. We, we didn't talk about development at all. We said backdoor entries a minute ago. Well, it's the, same, we've done it's that the one same It's the same principle. Um, uh, it's too expensive, Daniel, to, to justify the cost. But again, just looking at the development tour order of merit now, and out of that top 10, Keen Barry, Nathan Rafferty, Gert Nenches, Josh Rock, Bradley Brooks, Nathan German, Sebastian Bilowetsky, Louis Williams, Kevin Dutes. There's a very familiar feel to that top order of the development tour. Careful, we'll upset people. I don't give a flying. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Philip says your winners uh, winning predictions for the next five development tour events this weekend right so I think Josh Rock will win at least two is he going because he's missed a few hasn't he I presume so because there's nothing else on Mm. Um, Josh Rock will win two Keen Barry will win one Sebastian Bilowetsky will win one. And Fabian Smutzler will win one. Just got a bit, bit different. Where's that one come from? Um I'll take a Rafferty win. <laughs> A Yitzhak van der Waal win. Um, one slightly further down, an Adam Gavlas win. I'm just going to... Bobby Lundo. <laughs> oh, my word. How has Zaha just missed that? What an absolute... Brooks and Gerben win one each. Rock wins one and Barry wins two. For me. Uh, yeah, Gene Man being possibly, but a few little concerns for me around his action. I don't want to go too, but if, if he's right, Gene Van Bean could easily rock up and win. Yeah. Um, We've got an interview with Gene coming out as well. We did one with him, um, which was good. Best player ever from England, Scotland, Wales, Northern Ireland, and Ireland. What? Philip. Yeah, I think we'll think. I think, think we'll all agree on the England one. Philip. Yeah. Scotland between two right now, potentially a third in a couple of years. This is this is an easy one for me. I'm gonna say Gary just, but if Wright wins one more major, then I'm seriously close to putting Wright over Gary. 
Is it wrong then that Wright's Sorry, third on my list? Yeah. You got Jockey first. No, I've got Gary Jockey Peter. It is Gary for me. Yeah, 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 Gary for me from Scotland. Um, Wales is going to be interesting. I think because there's such a big gap between um, Leighton Reese and Alan Evans and then Gezi. It's difficult from there. I've, I've never really seen Alan Evans or Leighton Reese throw. You're missing another name in there as well, which has to be, which has to be spoken about. The Richie? Yeah. For me. Again, a, a, bit, a, bit, a bit before your time. That, that, that two and a half year period, this is including Phil, by the way, Richie Burnett was the best player on the planet. Throwing darts from the gods. Um, but in terms of, but he well to show for it. But for, for me, Wales is best ever player in terms of the numbers he he hits. Is Gezi? Yeah, yeah. So the the, the 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 numbers, the numbers he's now hitting. Um, and, and, and doing it in the era that he's doing it. Gezi for me for Wales. Yeah, but so much more to come. Yeah. Um, Northern Ireland. Daryl Gurney. One, two PDC majors for me. Yeah. Ireland's a tough one. Ireland's a really tough far. one. Where's Jack McKenna? Was he north or south of the border? Uh, good question. South. He was from Newbridge. Do we put McKenna in the conversation? He has to be or in Tom there. Kirby. Tom Kirby. Kirby for me just. Again, this is all a bit before my time. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Johnny says, do you want a controversial question or an easy one? Give us whatever you want, Johnny. If, uh, we, are, if we don't answer it. <laughs> we've got 17 minutes left, so you tell <laughs> um, Yeah, that's that's for me. Um, again, keep getting your questions in, everyone. Who's going to World Series in Amsterdam? What, you mean those? You mean the final two picks, Lendor? Uh, no, I think he means out of us. 
still snap that one. I'm <laughs> snap my. Those last two picks could be anyone now. I, I've still got a funny feeling they might give one to Luke. Potentially, because he didn't one. go to the qualifier. Luke and They cannot give it to anybody that went to the qualifier and failed. Why not? Because they've already had an opportunity to be there. And at which point, why on earth are they to qualify? Because they may well have beaten somebody at the qualifier, then lost the following round, and then get gifted a route there anyway. We've a right or wrong. We've just spoke about someone having more than one opportunity to qualify for the world. So why would the CDC not allow that route? You can't go and openly hand one to somebody else. But they're telling you that they are going to, though. That's the thing. They've told you that we are going to openly invite two players. I think Humphreys and Aspinall. I think it'll be the guys from Down Under. I think it'll be Mathers and Pua or Rob. I think Humphreys and one. Humphreys and one um, from the next two events. It would be very uh, hard to say Can I check something before I say because I haven't looked? I know, I just, I was just double checking. I was, I couldn't remember if Dirk was on the original list because he only had got one bite, but he is. So I was just double checking because if not, Dirk would have got one hundred percent. Best youth player at the moment. Define youth. <laughs> Has to be Josh Rock, doesn't it? Hard to debate it from. Really? As an out and out youth, Josh Rock's a man. Yeah, but he's still playing <laughs> youth dark. Yeah. <laughs> and um, Luke, no offence, Luke, Luke is throwing some sensational stuff. Luke Littler has qualified as a youth Rock. in everything he enters. Josh Rock is qualified as a youth slash development in the PDC only. Everything else is older. Again, not a dig at Josh. <laughs> it's just a dig at the system. I played it till I was 24. I played it till I was 24, for Christ's sake. <laughs> um, does the Grand Prix format need changing? First, the two sets is too short. I I like the double-in format, but I think round one maybe should be best of five in the first round, not best of three. Yeah, oh yeah, I wouldn't be touching the double-in uh, double format. Uh, I, I like the double in, but I would, I would go best five in the first round. 
but that then yeah, causes one chaos of the main... in general. Yeah, one of the main events of the year, which first round should be done that than what it yeah, is. Yeah, I, I agree. We're agreeing on all four of No, neither do I. Would you take the Grand Prix it is? Yeah. First round? <laughs> You're just saying that now. Mm, uh, if it's in Ireland, keep it as it is so we can get out and get done. If it's in Leicester, then make it longer. Um. <laughs> <laughs> People have got homes to go to in the city west in the middle of nowhere. Right. Um, Johnny's question. Um, mm. Yeah, look, it, it, it's it, it, it's out there now. Look, it was going to come up sooner rather than later. But yes, for the first time, we have a transgender darts player qualifying for the WDF Championship. Uh, Victoria Monaghan has qualified. Um, I think there are some sports where transgender people playing or competing simply cannot happen and shouldn't happen. I, I mean, in terms of like boxing and things like that, because I just don't agree with it. I, there, there is a massive advantage in that, that someone could physically get killed. Um, but in terms of, of darts, look, it's, it does nothing wrong with it. Do I think they've got an advantage? No. Um, and it'll be interesting to see how it plays out, boys. What what, what are your thoughts on it? Take a drink, though. <laughs> 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 uh, look, I... This is across the board as well. This isn't just in darts. And I think this plays out in the PDC a lot better than it will in the WDF, who have a men's category and a women's category. I think there should be an open... In, in the PDC, it'll work fine. Anybody that is transitioning in either direction or starting from a male to a female what should play in the open category. There's a women's category that should be reserved for biological women. That, that's what it exists for. I think the same exists in pretty much any other sport and we've seen similar moves made in rugby cycling and i think swimming might follow suit very very soon after the um controversy surrounding leah thomas we've seen um the weightlifter uh laurel hardy i think as well that's caused some controversy over the last couple of years as well i think in every sport the society as a whole does need to be more open and accepting but there should be open categories and women's categories. There is physiological differences that cannot be reversed or cannot be controlled once a male has gone through puberty. Correct, and that, that's why and I say about boxing and, and rugby and things like that, that just cannot happen. Or steroids or whatever you take, you cannot reverse the physiological differences that having a male puberty will bring you over a female puberty. So, do I think it's right that Victoria is playing in the women's in the WDF? No. If it was to happen in the PDC, should they be playing in the open category rather than the women's? Yes. 
Yeah. No, agreed. Is that right? No. <laughs> I look, we, we knew it was going to come up sooner or later, and we've, we've, we've answered it, so... Hope you haven't offended anyone. Um, why don't why don't he say that after every comment, Phil? Why don't you just because he don't give a fuck. Should be the end of the show. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have that as a little uh, titter across the bottom for us from next week. After the weekend, I couldn't get. Oh, sorry. <laughs> um. Yeah. Um, right. Yeah. Well, we're back into the chat room. Uh, Tommy, if someone had to throw a 180 to save your life, who would you pick for it? Uh, I don't know, but somebody said Dave Chisnell earlier, and whilst he hits a lot of 180s, that is the worst action under pressure I have ever seen. Are you trying to get yourself killed? Um, if, um, if I could pick a period of time with that player, it would be 15, 16, Darry Anderson. Or, or Peter Wright with his first World Championship darts. So I've never seen him hit so many maximums as what he hit with them. Yeah, but, um, but he's thrown for your life. You know he's gonna. You know he's gonna throw two in the bed and then change two different set of darts. So just <laughs> yeah, no. Um, Smith would be up there, or Gando, Lewis, or Gando in their prime. Because Lewis used to hit a bucket load as well. Yeah, win price in the last leg decider. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> He's got some stones, that boy. Um, yeah. What else have we got? Ryan Sell throwing 32 grams against, yeah, Ryan Sell throwing bombs. Uh, Matthew says, player to hit a nine dart to save your life. At the moment, price. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, already. Um, Johnny, worst shaped flights year. in history, ongoing pairs. No, what was those? Was it a, the Vortex? flight where it was all like mashed up at the top end or whatever it was they they were pretty bad or the bobby george flat top flights were horrific where they like, just cut them across the scissors so they would square at the end i don't like big wings i find they take ages in the air i used to really like throwing kite flights my friend throws kite flights I, I used to That's not what he called them. Well, when he first saw them, he was rather nasty about them. Then he tried a set and suddenly he loved them. Yeah, I, 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 I love a kite flight back in the day. I cannot say what he used to call them on air, though. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Um, best double tops and double 16 here. Uh, what, right, not right now, but generally, James Wade tops over the, over the years. However, at one point, Robert Price. Thornton would run it close. And there, there was a period where, where Thornton couldn't miss tens, um, couldn't miss tops. Um, right now, I think Price would be a shout for the top tier. But overall, I'd say Wade. I think, for me. I don't want to pick Wade, but you're probably right. Uh, Prime Anderson. Baby. Prime Anderson Bill was fantastic at everything. I would just love just for one year to have that Gary Anderson back. I've, I've resigned myself. Right. It's never going to happen. I, it's never going to happen, but I would just love that Gary back for one final year. More chance of Spurs winning a trophy, son. Yeah. Um, is there a draw for Wollongong? Uh, Graham, there will be, but when we get it, is another matter. There, there will be a draw. Um, last week's one was ridiculously late, boys, wasn't it? Nearly as late as the coverage, to be honest. Yeah. Um, Will anyone hit a nine data three one six sevens? I don't know. Exhibition maybe, not in a professional game because there's absolutely no advantage to swap into the bullseye third dart. Especially when you, I, I don't believe that you'd ever be blocked significantly enough in back to back visits from putting one in each of the two highest valuable trebles. Yeah. Uh, live draw Thursday evening again. Great. So another late, another late one. Get everything out Thursday morning then for us. So twenty four hours notice. Yeah. Um, a venue you'd bring back for darts. Um, the heart of the Midlands Club. Absolutely I would nothing to love. Like about 10 minutes from my house. I'm all for I'm, that one, Lendl. I'm, UK Open. I, I'm with Lendl on that one. The, the UK Open at the Reebok, all in one room. And I polite nothing, nothing boys. It is now the University of Bolton Stadium. It'll always be the Reebok. We'll bring back, we'll bring back Reebok. It's fine. Um, James says Jollies. Yeah, yeah look, I was going to Jollies is obviously one of the venues I never got to go to. Um, Vegas, the Desert Classic. Yeah, that'd be all right. Um, mm. no, Vegas is all right for us and the players. Vegas for fans. Nobody cares. And the majority of it was propped up by Brits that travelled for it. Yeah. It's not sustainable. Um, bit biased, but Gottingham. Oh, Philip, the arena... 
in Gottingham is amazing. It's got all the old metal bars across it and everything like that. I agree with you. As a venue, it's amazing. Just an absolute pig to get to from the UK. But yeah, once you're there, amazing. Um, Dusseldorf, yeah, Dusseldorf was good. Literally just get off the aeroplane and walk to the venue. Um, I would like, perhaps as well, one one more PDC night at the tavern. As well, under that low ceiling. We'll just make one up. We'll take a take a Premier League night there for one a one off night. <laughs> just add one to the calendar. It's fine. <laughs> We'll just we'll, we'll get rid of Nottingham and we'll, and we'll go to the tavern for one night in the Premier League. Yeah, why not? You up for that, Dom? Media room behind the stage, why not? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, but, but yeah, no, um, yeah for, for, for me, the, 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 the Reebok. Tavern with the horse. Could you imagine health and safety trying to get that horse in now? <laughs> they tried it. They wanted it. They wanted it for the seniors. Could you imagine in this day and age, the racehorse boots someone? <laughs> My friends were there that night. Not a chance. They'd have done something stupid. Stupid. Alan Chamberlain of all the people at every seniors event so far, the only person who's got any abuse is my friend Helen Chamberlain called him a knobhead. <laughs> <laughs> it had to be it. Um, yeah, uh, look, absolute rocking show tonight. Everyone thoroughly enjoyed that one. Um, it was good, boys. Always love talking um, about the World Series. Always <laughs> down with dog. Not controversial at all. <laughs> um, live league returns tomorrow morning. Group A, second day. Um, we've got some interviews dropping this week as well. And um, stuff from the World Series is on our YouTube channel. So make sure you check that out as well. So plenty going on. Um, hopefully just waiting for the okay when we can say it, but some some great news through, um, for the Live League coming out in the next couple of weeks. So keep your eyes peeled for that. Um, but I'll be Bill Bars, Jack Garwood, Lee Boyce, thank you very much as always. We have been Online Darts. We are signing out and we'll see you next week, 8pm, for the return of the Live Lounge. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 